Welcome to Every Horror Movie on Netflix, the show where we watch, review, and discuss every horror movie on Netflix. I'm Chris, and again, we're here. You know us by now. We're here with Patrick. Hello. Elizabeth. Hi. And Steve. Hello. And happy Halloween. It is Halloween-ish. Ish. And as usual, Netflix has gotten rid of all the good Halloween movies. Um, they do that. Uh, I think October 1st, they got rid of Nightmare on Elm Street. or was No, that was late September. They got rid of Nightmare on Elm yeah, Street. Yeah. Why do they do that? Um, probably because their distributors know when Halloween is, and they're trying to, trying to bait them into extending the period for some extra cash, would be my guess. But last year they got rid of The Exorcist, like, on, like, October 5th. So, you know. So we're stuck here, uh, and we're reviewing this week A Haunting at Silver Falls. A little Halloween ghost story. Or, you know, should I say, perhaps, like, R.L. Stein's A Haunting at Silver Falls. Because that's all I was thinking about watching this movie. American chillers. What trouble do teenagers get up to in the forest at night? And what happened 20 years ago to motivate the events of this this yarn? Not enough to make me interested. <laughs> I thought so many questions. <laughs> I was so fucking bored by this movie. I watched it today and I remember nothing. So, so, Steve, would you view it, cure it, or screw it? <laughs> That's our show. You'll just have to wait to find out. <laughs> Um. So yeah, I mean, it's uh, the reason we're making R.L. Stein and American Chillers jokes, at least in my book, is this is a movie that's like, you know, it's kind of by the numbers, like high school students investigating spooky urban legends and some like real garden variety spooky ghost shit happens. And well, look, let's give a qu- real quick summary: a young girl, a teen, Jordan, Jordan is orphaned. Her mother drowned when she was five. Her dad, her dad just died. Just died of leukemia. Yes. She's sent to live with her aunt and uncle in Silver Falls. Where Silver Falls? We don't know. I look at the landscape. It's There's no indication. We I was no thinking idea. upstate New York. Agree. I was thinking maybe Silver Falls is Niagara Falls. And Silver Falls is quote-unquote haunted by ghosts. There's been some suspicious deaths. And in fact, the movie opens with a murder death scene? Does anyone care to explain that? Yeah, because we don't know what the fuck is going on. There's a fucking woman running through the woods and she's being chased by a ghost or some shit. We don't know what the fuck happens. Her hand gets cut off. She gets dragged out of the frame. The thing that really disoriented me more than anything else about this whole scene was that it's displaying the opening credits of the film and it keeps cutting between the scenes of this chase. Whatever that bothered happening. the fuck out of me. Yeah, and it keeps cutting to like the title cards of like the completely dispensable stars in this movie it's like a scene of a girl like a ghost shows up behind her and then it cuts to a title card and it's like 
Taj Bauer, who's like one of the actors in the movie. Who you don't even know who the <laughs> who, who fuck cares? that is. Who cares? Are, it yeah. totally spoils the suspense. I mean, which was minimal minimal to begin with. Yeah. Don't you dare call James C. Burns and Tara Westwood disposable. <laughs> All right, put your phone away, Chris. Oh, man, that was the world's fastest Google. Props to you for that. Uh, I came prepared. I'm a professional. Good job. Um, yeah, little basic. It's your garden variety horror movie cold open. I was fine with it. I mean, presentational issues aside, girl in her pajamas running through the woods, scared of something. Something grabs her from a tree. Her hand comes flying off. Why not? Yeah, yep. Fine. I zone. I zoned out within thirty seconds. But what is relevant is that her severed hand is left in the woods while her body is dragged away. Eh, yeah, fine. And cut fine. to. Alex, 20, Renee, 20 years later. Oh, yeah, 20, 20 years, years later. later. And Jordan is, like, getting dolled up, ready for a date. Yeah. Miss Hollywood, this L.A.'s apparently slut drug addict, as everyone paints her as, comes to the small town to uh, take place in a, not a, a, uh, a burning man, but... Burning what, mannequin. Burning mannequin, which, like, really, like, I found it. Like, totally but she's not actually a slut. No, she's or not a actually a slut drug It's her reputation because it's like, her reputation. Oh. Like everybody in this film town. is like because she's from like L.A. Like everyone just like paints her as this like horrible stereotype. And, and her I found that really and upsetting. this party opens with her like nerdy dude that she's met at school that she's kind of into. Michael Sarah Standin. Michael Sarah Standin. The poor Jeff. man's Michael Sarah. The poor man's Michael Sarah, but with more hair. With more hair. Uh, brings Great her to hair. a party and uh, like spends like a hundred and forty dollars getting what is it like, Adderall like Molly, Molly or something I don't know and she says to him she's like hey that's way too expensive don't buy that and he's like the dealer is like the dealer's like this what don't come to me at those fucking L.A. prices or yeah I don't know. no but as if it would even, be cheaper in L.A. like what how does it make any sense even better or, or worse I guess is that after Michael Sarah lookalike buys the drugs he says and I, I I wrote this line down because I thought it was so stupid she's like oh, I'm not doing that and he says you're you're gonna be bored out of your mind and you'll probably never go out with me again like if you don't like do drugs that's like a great reason okay to do there's drugs. some insane <laughs> sexual assault under. <laughs> tones in this movie for example first and foremost that like either you're gonna be bored out of your mind and not like me or you'll get fucked up on molly slash like whatever that is and yeah. she's like horny no. goat weed tablets is what they actually yeah. <laughs> and she's like no i like you like i don't need these weird drugs um now you know what you guys might totally disagree we might argue for the rest of the show but i don't think you're doing an 100 justice because to these scenes because i thought that at least as far as the main teenage... I mean, they were not t- actually played by teenagers, but the main teenage leads, I thought their performances were okay. Are you fucking kidding me? I thought Jordan I was... I thought they were fine. I thought Jordan was fine. I thought the nerdy dude was fine. ass. Oh, they were well, awful. They were absolutely awful. Robbie. Listen, they, they didn't have a lot to work with. I mean... The, no, the, they didn't. Their dialogue was terrible. It's dialogue's like, it's terrible. Like, I feel the same way that like watching... like. Moonlight Kingdom, like Wes Anderson does not deliver dialogue to his actors that like they can conceivably play off. Number one, the rationally. film is called Moonrise Kingdom, and number two, that's a wonderful Moonrise film. Moonrise Kingdom, I'm sorry. But no, wonderful if you film. saw either of these kids down at your community theater, you'd be like, that guy's got chops. That girl's got chops. Yeah, I'd be like, oh, my small what? town, he's more I would talented be like, than... Wonderful, I hope they get into Lansing Community College. <laughs> 
Well, I think, I think you're being a little uncharitable, but to each his own. <laughs> they were awful. I mean, like, the one thing I'll say about this movie is I didn't give a fuck about anybody in this film. Okay. I, I really didn't care about anyone's motivations or what was happening. It just didn't work for me. Like, right. from scene one, I was like, I don't even believe that this is, like, a normal, like, high school party. So, Steve, would you view it, cured or screw? No, no, listen. This is a normal high school party. Spoiler alert, I would say. It was it. fine, you know. Wait, so, have you been to a party like this, and do you think yes. that these people behaved normally? Yes. Given the situation? Okay. Yes. First of all, I feel, I, mean, like, I, feel like, I feel like on every episode, Elizabeth is like the normal person who we interview to find out if like, <laughs> like the, the... I've never met anyone who would spend $140 on like abstract white tablets. I mean, but I've never been to that, a burning but... mannequin party. Dude, but no. I, pe- I just... People were, are always doing that kind of shit. Yeah. No, that was fine. Yeah, I mean, the whole, everything that happens is suspect, but, you know, I don't know, the, the performances and stuff, whatever. Well, but more importantly, the police bust this party, so she runs into the woods and discovers this, like, fucking cursed ring on a, what's the ring well, on? no, what happens is she's, like, the police bust the party, and she's running into the woods trying to escape with her bro, Larry. They get separated. She's kind of gets turned around, and she get dis- gets distracted by this glint on the ground, and it turns out to be this ring, which we know is from the dead girl's hand from 20 years ago. The hand is gone. The bones have disintegrated, whatever. She sees the ring. She's compelled to put it on. She's compelled to put it on. She puts it on her finger. If you find a I ring never in got a sense forest. that she was compelled. She just casually puts yeah, it on. Yeah, she This movie has no sense of suspense whatsoever. Well, there's a kind yeah, of a whispery. Really no, no, there's sense. a whispery voice in her ear. And then, then no, she's heard the urban legend because yeah. they're, they're, the urban legend of Silver Falls is about these woods and the ghosts of like some twins and all this stuff. And like, you Who first cares? first you hear them whisper in your ear. Well, yeah, it's it's dumb. Yeah, but it's dumb. listen, you can either no, do, I. I I want to hear you explain it. I'm well, just look, being. You can a go dick. into the movie like and be too good for it in the first five minutes, or you can try to like. Oh, I try to enjoy that. Or you can try to meet it on its own terms, where it's like, yeah, this is like you know R.L. Stein level shit here. Okay. Well, and I think what happens next is the creepiest part of the movie because this dude Robbie, who is literally constantly abusing this poor girl Jordan. So rapey. So rapey. He's the proto Weinstein. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Shows up, grabs her and is like, hey, I'll give you a ride home, but you're gonna owe me something. And she, for her part, is pretty confident. She's like, yeah, I'll take the ride, but like, fuck you. And you know, I like that. I like that she stood up to him. She yeah. was like, "I need yeah. to get home. Like my my boyfriend has been captured by the police. Yeah, like and possibly taken to jail. Like I need to get home." Subtle so. and maybe not so subtle, like anti police commentary throughout this entire movie. Also subtle, <laughs> like subtle feminism commentary because like a lot of ladies would have just been like, "Oh, Robbie, popular and hot," and she was just like, "Give me a fucking break, you creep." So like in any other movie, she would have gotten into that car and like been raped, probably. Right, exactly. Or at least like made out with him because she was like so flattered that the popular guy drove her home. Or at least sure. would pay yeah. off. I feel later like y'all on, both you know? giving this movie too much credit for that. Well, again, we can. We I can, mean, I've seen some pretty bad. Movies, I mean, that's so. a pretty easy thing to do is have a creepy dude and who gets shut down. That's pretty easy. All right. But it's easier to have a creepy dude who doesn't get you. I mean, I'm basing this on, like, the movies we've watched so far, aside from A Dark Song and Gerald's Game, like, pretty exceptional to have, like, a creepy, rapey dude who doesn't get what he wants. 
Yeah. This well, is not 13 cameras. <laughs> it's not 13 cameras. And you know what? She puts a ring on her finger. She gets a ride home from the rapey dude. She fends him off. And she goes to bed. Yeah. And so from there, you have your R.L. Stein level ghost spooks. Yep. I know. So I want to. I want to register. I mean, I, I haven't really read any goosebumps, but I don't know about this whole R.L. Stein agenda that no, they're promoting it's like, here. It's American Chillers, Tennessee Twins. No, yeah. I've read American Chillers, and it's not an American Chillers. It's like you have young kids, and they stumble across an urban legend. Yeah, and but some this vague, is high schoolers. Non- yeah, of course it's high schoolers, but the the aspirations and the the level of spook it's like goosebumps level it's like oh i woke up and there were things moved around in my room and my mom blamed me for it oh mm. that's like a goosebumps chapter i, had a I mean this I is, had a this, is all, this. this is spoiler material but it definitely goes into not rl stein territory. for sure at some point like an hour and 30 minutes in it never gets <laughs> cruise I, never... just, I just want to go on record saying i'm not down with the rl stein narrative but that all right. y'all okay up well I, we will actually i will elaborate on that point a bit but yeah but what I'm trying to do is just kind of set up the tone of this movie you have high schoolers involved in some urban legend type stuff it's not urban legend the movie it's not I know what you did last summer it's like kids and there's like vaguely spooky ghost stuff happening in their house and they don't know what they're like oh we gotta solve the mystery I had this problem with this movie which was I didn't understand what the intended audience was and I will say I just watched it today. I don't think there was a single spot of blood in this movie. There's some no. brutal shit that happens oh, at the end, this, which we'll get into, but I don't think there's any blood. This could like, almost be like a Disney Channel after dark movie. Or like Nickelodeon. <laughs> like It could have been Are You Afraid of the Dark? It could have been like, Are You Afraid of the Dark with the exception of like the really sexual nature of the adoptive parents. and Which is also like very discreetly handled, I think. And then like, there's the never... one scene where like the ghost compels Jordan to just say for no reason like cocksucker motherfucker tits. Oh yeah, well there's <laughs> <laughs> like, like that literally happened. Her, her John Carlin impression. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think George George Carlin. George God Carlin. damn it. <laughs> uh, you know. So from the get go, these adoptive parents are this like sort of generically sexy couple (laughs) that's the best way to put it that's amazing and like you kind of wonder because like you know if they were just meant to be like good adoptive parents they wouldn't have cast people who were like looked like that it's like they look like the steamiest greeting card you could find at like the dollar store right like they're not actually house their house is like i feel like the set deck like the set decorator like worked independently of the rest of the film crew and was like, oh, it's a country house. Like, it feels like they're, like, in a grandmother's oh, house. Oh, yeah, it's like yeah. fucking Martha Stewart living, and then there's just and these, like, garbage humans and living in the house. And the couple is, like, they're, like, still young and, like, still pretty sexy. And, well, like, and they talk, too, in the beginning. They're like, you know, we chose not to have kids. We're not used to this. And it's, like, kind of weird. Like, from the get-go, you kind of get a weird vibe from them, like, why are they so young and like borderline sexy but also like okay whatever and they seem to be trying super hard with jordan ah i mean they they, they look like they're on the cover of a romance novel or something in the sense that the the guy's eyes are like too small and too far apart and he has one of those like weird long like slick back like sort of long haircuts that comes just to like the bottom like the nape of his neck and it's um, just weird kind of greasy feeling you get off. But also you're not sure like how how high of a budget did this film have? Is this what they could get? I'm going to say sure. that this movie like 
I had a real problem for the first, I would say, hour of this movie where I was like, is this couple creepy? Right. Or is it just me? Like, That's it how like I felt, There was too. nothing intentional. The directing was so poor that I didn't understand no, or whether or not the what they were saying. No, was the directing so great? I disagree. I I thought there was something off about that couple the whole time, and that's I not did, even but spoiler I was like, There's territory. something off about this whole movie. Like nobody seems to have a place here. You no, know, right. I agree with you, but I thought that beyond that, it was clear that there was something off about that couple from square one. Well, to me. you know, yeah, they're they're comically bad at the adoptive parent thing to the extent where you wonder how they could have gotten the gig as adoptive parents in the first place. And they have that one line where she's like, "We're just not very good at kids," but then they like. What are some examples of the shit they do that's just not inhuman? Okay, like, well, like, okay, here's the ultimate example. Uh, Jordan, like, gets caught going out too late or whatever, and, like, there's some confusion, and, like, they think that she took money from them when she didn't. Yeah. So they're like, it's date night, and we're not going to sacrifice that. Oh, wait. So you're staying here. So they... They, like, lock her in. They lock in a her in a bathroom. They're like... We'll be back. They like, le- they leave her a peanut butter jelly sandwich. They leave her a peanut butter jelly sandwich. They I lock love her that they explain what date night is. The husband says date night means I will not neglect your mother. It gets like more exposition than almost anything else in the movie. It's and, also weirdly unnecessary because like why wouldn't they just put her in her bedroom? But it's because they have to have this sort of set piece where. The ghost who is now stalking her. We haven't really mentioned yeah, this, but now that she's got this ring on, this weird ghost starts like following her around the all ghost the time. Who- and we have to have this set piece where the ghost like starts to fill up the fucking sink in the bathtub and almost drowns Jordan in this dream lake sequence. Which That's why she has to be locked off. in the bathroom. It doesn't bathroom. pay off because when they show up, there's no water anywhere. No. Because like, it's totally all in confused. her head. But all those sequences are all in her head. So right. basically, the, the dilemma in this movie, the whole premise of this movie is this girl put on this ring which she can't take off, by the way. It's like the haunted mask from the Goosebumps classic. Mm-hmm. And she can't Dude, take... Goosebumps and R.L. Stein is the kill list of this episode. She can't take this ring off. Um... <laughs> By the way, please um, go to your nearest video store and rent Kill List. Um, (laughs) Jesus Christ. She can't take this ring off. And then, like, you know, there's a ghostly presence that apparently has followed her home from the woods that's attached to the ring and is, like, always trying to get the ring back from her and just, like, moves shit around the house, jumps on her bed while she's sleeping. Like, just just basic spooks. Low rent horrors. Basic spooks. And early on, every time it shows up, there's this weird, like, stuttery video (laughs) effect that's so obnoxious. (laughs) Like, the first couple scenes, there's always, like, how would you describe that you like fucking edit videos what, what do you call that um, it's like a it's like a they ramped up the speed of sure. the motion so she's like you know hyper ramped up she's moving at like a thousand times speed you know i yeah. like the scene I, I like the shots where like her hand is held out and like the ring is being pulled off or the ghost is trying to pull the ring off but like that's it otherwise it looks totally cheaper well yeah so all the horror stuff never hit home for me throughout the whole movie but then there's the other plot where it's like her and Jerry, right? Is his name Jerry? Larry. Larry. Her and Larry, and they're like you know pseudo romance. He's largely... cute, by the way. Like, what did you guys think? Was Larry cute or not? I mean, given the limited options in this movie, I'd say six point eight out of ten. Six point eight. Um, I would say like seven point three. Wow, Michael Sarah, is that who we're talking about? Yeah. Mm, not my type. great outfits. Not my very type. like had a great fall. 
line up like the corduroy and he, the plaid. He, you know, I just, he didn't seem loyal enough for me. Well, so there's this like pseudo romance going on largely within the walls of the high school <laughs> and stuff. And you know what? All the like weird teeny, and they're, they're trying to like solve the mystery of like, why is my house haunted? What's this ring? Why can't I get it off? And that's all taking place at the high school. I actually enjoyed most of that stuff for what it was. They're in the high school. They're trying to solve a mystery. It's some, you know, Good old-fashioned Disney Channel kind of stuff. Yeah, they're in the high school along with, like, three other people. This is, like, the most desolate high school I've ever seen in my life. And one of them is the the little uh, creeper guy who's, you know, always trying to flex on her and stuff like that. Robbie. Um, Well, and, you know, that part really disturbed me because they never do anything with that. And I don't think this is a spoiler, but there's this dude who is, like, super into Jordan throughout the movie who's supposed to be, I think, kind of like the badass type at the school who... Who's like you know he's the one who's like smoking cigarettes out back in between fourth and fifth period and he does this absurd shit to her like he like holds the door for her and then just like grabs her and is like for that you owe me a kiss yeah and and she's like get away from me and like leaves luckily it's like dude that's assault like this is a, and they never do anything with it he's just kind of like a creepy second character that you're like He's gross. It it, it does pay off eventually. He does serve a purpose. Um, Sort of. I I don't know. I don't remember, but that's okay. But um, anyway, so there's there's that going on. And then there's also this kind of drama going on with the adoptive parents where, you know, classic teen movie stuff. They don't understand what's going on with the daughter. The daughter is like... I'm not crazy, or am I? And then the parents but like, she's are like, going missing, like the scarf, like her mother's scarf yeah. goes missing, or like the family photos are turned over, the money goes. Yeah, and it's know. all ghosts. But, but at this time, Jordan. Jordan is literally seen the ghosts of twin girls, and that was fine. That was fun. The ghost looks like like a high school goth going through a little old lady phase. But like, like yeah, it's so really, I mean, they're bloody, they're pale, they're dressed in sort of raggedy clothes, they're angry looking they're not it gave me no friendly. feeling whatsoever no, it no, wasn't no. scary but they don't look friendly I wasn't invested in the look of the ghost but you know there's a scene where like she's riding in the car with her uncle you know the ghost is like in the back seat and she's like so uh, uncle are there any ghosts in Silver Falls? And he's like, oh, oh, oh shucks. Oh, kids. Blah, blah, blah. Dude, the <laughs> yeah, uncle I is mean, the Dr. White of this movie, for sure. Definitely. The the ghosts are the ghosts were decently creepy. And I mean, there are a few moments where they show up in sort of unexpected ways. Like, she goes down to the breakfast table, and the ghost is just, like, sitting in one of the chairs at the breakfast table. Oh, yeah. And it's done in a very... I mean, like, we talked last, last episode about a dark song. Like, it's not done in, like, a jump scare kind of way. Like, it's just subtly, all of a sudden, like... A ghost is sitting in the chair there. And, like, and she okay. comes down. And yeah, she's but like, wait, wait, oh, that's decently on. creepy. Did that affect you? Like, did yeah. you? Were you actually creeped out oh. by that? Yes. Why would I bring it up otherwise? I I'm amazed. Yeah, like, it I just felt like at that point in the movie, I was like, "Who cares about any of these people?" Like, that was a, that was a decently creepy moment. You, uh, I don't think I was creeped out at all in this movie, but you know, I did appreciate it. Um, I was telling Steve earlier that like. I think I'm coming to terms with the fact that I'm like a horror fan, but not because I want to be scared. I just kind of like the things that happen in horror movies. I like ghosts. I like ghouls. I like monsters. I don't need to be viscerally scared to enjoy a horror movie. And so this is, you know, that kind of movie. You got R.L. Stein level fright, R.L. Stein level plotting. So it's made for children. (laughs) Maybe. Um, and, And really, that's all you can say about it. 
there's some you know some R.L. Stein visuals. There's you know like a haunted school bus towards the end. Uh, I wish this movie we... had been limited. to Oh like... my god, R.L. Stein! No, stop. Should we? Jesus. Should we give our ratings so that we can get into spoilers? Yeah, yeah. I, let's uh, go ahead. I think we should. Yeah. I think it's pretty clear at this point. Steve, but... Steve, tell me, what did you think of this movie? Oh my god, <laughs> would you believe? Steve, it? Would you view it? Do you would you screw believe it? that I'd say screw it? This movie, like, it really felt. I told everyone this earlier, but it really felt like it took me four hours to watch this 90-minute movie. It was fucking terrible. Screw it. I have nothing more to say. Chris? Um, I'm, I'm, I'm going to say screw it. <laughs> Wait, you've defended it. Yeah, yeah. Well I mean, so I will defend it. I mean, should you put it in your queue? Probably not. Um, <laughs> that's not to say should I hated it. Should you watch it? it? No. Was it a great movie? Yes. <laughs> It, I, I never said it was a great movie. It's, you know, parts of it are fine. It's Parts of it are cute. Parts of it are interesting, you know. There are some pretty cute parts. I yeah. will defend that. Yeah, you know, so... In fact, actually, that's something I want to say. I saw in the credits there's three writers on this movie. I feel like you could pre- pretty easily sort these scenes by writer because you have, like, the cute indie comedy romance sort of stuff going on. It's like a Juno vibe to this movie. Yeah, Juno, yeah. totally. And that stuff's, like, more successful, I think, than anything else in the movie. And then you have the, like, spooky stuff, which didn't work for me. And then you have, you know, some other stuff. Um, but, no, I, on the whole, I appreciated elements of this movie. But uh, I will I will play devil's advocate for this movie, but eh, probably don't want to watch this movie. But like I love that like even the devil's advocate would say screw it. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean I'm, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna mislead anyone. I mean know what you're getting into. If if you like what you hear from me through the rest of the episode, view it. But I say screw it, Patrick. View it, cue it, or screw it. Yeah, screw it. I mean, it's not completely repulsive. I, I guess there's a few redeeming elements of it, but it's nothing worth like spending your time on. And that's all I have to say, Elizabeth. Uh, I would say cue it. I mean, whatever. It was a fine movie. I got honestly sort of bored. You know, if you're like, hey, I kind of want to watch a horror movie tonight. Could be fun. Let's like cuddle up on the couch with some popcorn. This is a fine yeah. bet. You're going to be a little creeped out. There's going to be some twists and turns. You're going to still sleep well you can that talk, evening. You can laugh over it. You can it. talk about it. You can be like, what the fuck was that? And have a five-minute conversation and then go back to the movie. Maybe maybe you got kids. Maybe you don't know if they're 100% asleep or not. <laughs> you know? Yeah. They- if your kid walks out during this movie, they're probably not going to be scared because there's not that many things that are going to scare you. Fine. I would say cue it. If you want to watch a horror movie, this is a fine bet literally fine do it no problem i i may change to a cue it just on the basis of that argument just, actually i'm right on the borderline just the argument i'm still of, gonna say screw it but i'm I'm gonna just register that i'm compelled to change to cue it well there's a time and a place to watch a movie that you would otherwise say screw it for yeah i right. mean it's just kind of a dopey fun movie but yeah. it's still like not quite good enough that i'm gonna say cue it but it's I'm close. I'm I'm borderline. Yeah, if you have if you're uh, you know dating someone, he or she comes over, you know Netflix and chill. Put on. Put on Let me ask you this: false. Can you imagine this movie playing in a theater? No, like as like a date movie. No. Um. I have seen no. I have seen a lot of shitty movies in theaters, so yes, I can. I cannot imagine a movie this shitty, like actually showing at like. The well, it has cinema. really low I production values. I think that the artistic merit of the movie is a notch above its production values. 
But its oh, production values are very low. But like, it's not. This is not an offensive movie. You'll get a little bit graped. I, there's. I mean, Steve, dredge the depths. <laughs> I'm sure there was a moment in this movie that you enjoyed or laughed at or thought was interesting. No. Like, I, I wish I could say that I laughed even at how bad it was. I felt nothing. I took a lot of notes. I have, like, seven pages of notes, and I'm not even going to look at them. Like, I just I couldn't <laughs> feel anything. The only way that I could prove that I saw this movie was to write about it. Okay. But I, I, felt, I felt nothing one way or another. It was terrible. Well, with that said, we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to get into spoiler territory and tell you about everything else that Steve did not enjoy. Yeah, it's going to be really exciting. <laughs> Trust me. Stick around. Welcome back to Every Horror Movie on Netflix, and uh, we're ready to get into some serious spoilers. So look, ladies and gentlemen, listeners of all types, Jordan, our teen, has put on a ring. She's being haunted by twin girl ghosts. We're not sure why, we're not sure how, but it becomes clear in the second half of the movie that they are following her, they are haunting her, and they are leading her to something. They are, they are not scary at all. I think we should also mention that like, she has a twin sister. Who? Right? Jordan. No. no. Twin sister who died. No? No. Nope. Am I wrong about that? Yep. Yep. Nope, no twin sister for Jordan. That's her mom. Yep, you cashed out too early from this movie. <laughs> I watched the whole thing. I thought she had a twin sister. Jordan is her, living with okay. her her aunt and uncle, and her yeah. aunt is her mother's twin sister. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And that makes like sense. all like nearly identical, if not identical. Yeah. Identical. Identical, I say. Anyway. So yeah, and so, you know what? And yeah, like, you can you can say yeah, the ghosts aren't scary, but they're not supposed to be scary in these scenes. They're literally standing in broad daylight, like in the open, like they don't. That look could good. be well, scary. And we've, and we've already discussed our disagreements on this issue. Like I think they're scary in some scenes. So I, I feel like we've already been over this. Point. Yeah, you know they're creepy. I in, envy you. They're creepy I wish at the I was beginning. They're you movie. know I think it's creepy when they show up in her bedroom at night and are haunting her. It's not as creepy when they're at the breakfast table. Fine. And by the time well, they start dead. leading her, there's like kind of a mutual respect between the ghosts and Jordan, kind yeah, of, you know? Right. So it's like, we know that they are... Because Jordan's trying to solve the mystery. Jordan and Larry are working together to solve the mystery well, to some well, extent. Well, mutual respect is giving this movie too much credit. Well, there's a sharp transition in the middle of the film between her being scared of the ghosts and realizing that the ghosts are trying to tell her something. Yes, and that's the interesting thing that happens, is it does kind of shift. There were, there were a few scenes where I found the ghosts scary, but it does shift for a long time the ghosts and really the movie in general aren't that scary because they're kind of like guiding her through guiding her and uh, Larry through solving this mystery yeah it's it's a mystery I mean the movie is uh, a lot of the entertainment value comes from kind of the mystery and wondering what's going on here rather than just like oh god it's a ghost oh no it's a ghost well I will say this movie is like unnecessarily convoluted yeah by the time it gets to there being a mystery 
oh, to yeah. solve. I was like, I don't, I really don't care. Well, I don't. <laughs> if you're wondering, does the mystery get solved? I mean, fuck. <laughs> like, sort of? Like, Not it was really. the most convoluted twist of all time. I don't know what the fuck happened. I did. Like, yeah, I did. Wait, somebody explain the rings to me. Uh, I can explain everything if you'd like. All right, let's Please go back to too, when. Let's go I, back to when she's following the ghosts because she gets a ring through what happens with all that. Right. So she's following the ghosts, and they are leading her to something. And she, you know, this nerdy dude Larry that we've mentioned before is kind of in love with her, and she enlists his help. She's like, she confesses to him. She's like, "Hey, there's a ghost behind you, and I need to follow it." And he's like, okay. Yeah, that sounds that cool, That sounds Jordan. cool, Jordan. Yeah. And they follow this, these ghosts through town. They show her the way to a whiskey bar. They show her the way to a whiskey bar. <laughs> Seems chill. I'd drink there. Yeah. Wait, pause. Before they get to the bar, they see a the, the town theater, which is playing a movie called The Speak. Yeah. It's like the worst fucking movie title I've ever heard in my life. The Speak seems like a suitably vague title for a horror movie or something. But it makes know. like zero sense grammatically. I feel like if you're yeah. going to like have a movie title, it should be like a movie that this movie aspires to be like. The King's Speak. And apparently this aspires to <laughs> nothing that makes any sort of sense. Hmm. Well, that's not fair. How many movies have we seen where there's like a, a movie theater in the background? And there's like a conspicuous, super on the famous nose, yeah. movie title on the marquee. Yeah. I mean, are we really going to tear this movie down for having the speak some vague title Look, on the marquee? We all hated this movie. The marquee on the fictional movie theater in this fictional town was too much for us. I think you should skip this film. None of us like it. <laughs> oh, I agree with skip this film, but. Uh, yeah, whatever. Well, she we already well, agreed on that. Outside the movie theater, a few things are happening. They see um, the baby Weinstein. What's his name? Oh, Robbie. <laughs> Robbie. They see Robbie and Robbie's dad, who is a police see, officer. See, you know, I just want to register so right now. I don't think it's funny saying baby Weinstein. Like, Weinstein, what Weinstein did is pretty fucked up and comparing it to this, I like, think what Robbie sort aspires of comically, to do is pretty fucked up. comically predatory character in a film is not particularly funny to me. I just want to register I mean, that. Baby. Baby offender. I, I'm sure the real Weinstein would not be flattered that his name has become synonymous with sex offender. Anyway, so they see Robbie. They the see baby. I see I see Patrick's point, but also I see Patrick's point. It's in I, I mean I, I, still I, think I, I understand I joke. understand Chris's joke as well, but at this point I just felt it necessary to register my disagreement with the humor. Uh, I think we're trivializing what Harvey Weinstein did by comparing this character to him. Anyway, let's yeah, continue. Yeah, that was kind of what I was saying. Anyway, so they see Robbie, and they see Robbie's dad, and they see... The sheriff, right? We should mention that. Like, Yeah, the, Robbie's dad is like the sheriff, um, you know, which, you know, that's another kind of thing I didn't mind about this movie. They build this real small town where, like, everyone knows each other. It reminded me of some of the... X-Files episodes I like where it's like oh there's teenage girls and they're dying and like oh the sheriff is the asshole kid's dad and it's like you know every every X-Files episode well and anyway. also I, I hate to keep breaking but like we forgot to mention that there's also like so Larry's dad is like the town like psychotherapist who I ends don't up... think that matters to oh much. god yeah no, we haven't no, even gotten we, into we Larry's to, we all, dad well yeah we have to bring that up because um, he's there too well Larry's dad is a hilarious <laughs> asshole. Who's th- th- that actor is in the Mummy? Like when I saw him, I was like, oh, "Is that Sly Abelman?" Or was it like, yeah? So yeah, he's in the Mummy. 
Um, yeah, and I mean, like, the first time that Jordan shows up at Larry's house to try and, like, get him to go wherever the fuck with her, he's just, like, he shows up and he's like, oh, you must be Jordan, and just lays, like, the biggest... Miss Hollywood. Miss Hollywood just lays, like, the biggest asshole monologue on He her. got arrested with four tabs of Molly, and it's all your fault. How yeah. do you think that'll look to Stanford? Right, yeah. <laughs> oh, it's so good. It's so good. It's just, like, the epitome of, like upper class like stereotypical douchebag in a movie and he plays it beautifully that was well, one he, of my favorite like, moments he's in the movie. actually acting and i think like suddenly we feel like oh this is a movie and uh he's the father of the boy that jordan is in love with yeah so he he becomes a sort of a villain in two regards one because he's uh larry's dad and wants her to stay away from him mm-hmm. and we you know, if we care about anything in this movie, we probably care about the Jordan and Larry subplot. Absolutely. And then also he's a therapist, apparently. Which complicates things, and, to say the least. Yeah, so when Jordan starts seeing ghosts everywhere and her aunt and uncle start to think that she's crazy, they take her to the therapist and he gives her, you know, the least professional therapy session of all time. <laughs> a couple of them. In the kitchen. Yeah, in the kitchen. And so, you know, late in the movie, she's following ghosts to solve the mystery. And she sees, you know, everyone she doesn't want to see on the street corner. The sheriff, the rapey kid, the therapist. And she finds, like, a newspaper clipping about the serial killer. And the serial killer, who apparently killed two girls in the woods 20 years ago, is on death row. Yeah. I mean, well, first of all, the serial killer is their father. Right. It's the dead girl's father. And so there's this supposedly epic moment where Jordan... (laughs) (laughs) Well put. Jordan is in the bar, realizes everything's coming together... Her, the father is on screen, about to be sentenced to death. He's quote unquote the killer of the twin girls. He's they're killing him that night. They're killing him. He's they're like long term prisoner Wayne Wyatt has been. Blah, 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 blah. He has hours left. Hours left. Hours blah, blah, blah. left. And she's like, uh. the twin girls are behind her, like. Meh. Uh, yeah. the girls, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Larry, Larry's there, like. You know, huh? and all of a sudden, in busts in Larry's dad, the psychiatrist. Everyone, all the uh, every, every asshole you saw on the street, plus the adoptive yeah, parents. Adoptive turns parents. out Larry called the fucking Calvary. Yeah. Larry's like, sorry, total betrayal. I couldn't like, trust you. You were telling me you were seeing ghosts. I don't believe you. And yeah. Jordan's like, what the fuck, dude? We're boning. Also, what the fuck? I, th- I trusted you. And he's like, I'm sorry. I didn't trust you. How did... I want to say, like... So, she, th- this whole time, they're following the ghost. How does the ghost wind up at the bar where the intervention is meant to be staged? No, the ghost leads Jordan to the bar to show her... Yeah, yeah they're, like, outside the, the windows. Television. And Murr is, like, exactly the look on their face yeah, the whole like, time. They're, like, ah, they're, like, glitching out, like, pointing at the TV yeah, screen. Yeah, yeah. And anyway, so then they end up having, like, an interview intervention so they're like sorry no they're like sorry jordan sorry and the aunt and uncle adoptive parents take her home put her to bed 
No, before they do that, they have their intervention. Where like well, the, yeah, the, the cops there, and they talk about how there's like been five girls who all started seeing ghosts and yeah. all had these problems, and they all like, commit suicide. And you're going to be the next one, Jordan. And there's only one cure. We have to take you to the penitentiary to talk to this death row inmate. All right, which is so a, unorthodox. A, a like, what therapist would recommend that? See, Wait, totally is, there, rep- is that what happened? Yeah, yes, I, I totally. This whole repressed plot was that. so nonsensical. I, I totally repressed that. Yeah, I was amazed that like a therapist would recommend something. Because like I mean, that. there was an intervention, and then she was in the prison. And I was like, how in the fuck yeah, did this happen? It was yeah. very. Like, convoluted. They called the governor, and the governor was like, "Let Jordan in, see to see." And she goes in by herself. By <laughs> herself to talk to this death row child killer. Yeah. He's eating a fucking Sunday. His, His last, last meal is ice cream His Sunday. Last meal is Massive Sunday. Sunday. And she, it's basically the conversation. This is so much more absurd now that I'm reflecting also on it. It's also because he's like, honestly, a normal looking dude. Like, he's not even really creepy. He's, he's like a poor man's vegan. Yeah. He's like, hey. She's like, did you really kill them? He's and like, he like, no. He like looks at her, <laughs> takes a bite of ice cream, is like, Oh, my daughter always thought it would be cool if we all had matching rings. So here's my ring that matches your ring. She's like, cool. He gives it to her. And then it's like, man, it's time, bro. Yeah, and, and then, he then like he's like, guards, burn. All right, you're getting hanged. <laughs> looks looks over his shoulder as he's like walking off to the chamber like, and, and like, like winks, basically. But like, yeah, he's not creepy. He's not sad. He's nothing. He's, he's like a normal dude. He seems like my father at dinner. Right. <laughs> <laughs> like I was like just okay. like handcuffed eating a Sunday. Like kind Is of that a, what your dad does? Like a quiet dude who's had a long day. Yeah. And and so then then they go home and then like you know hours later they're No, like, but it is Chris, it is important that she, he did give her her, yeah. uh, her his ring. Yeah. So now she has Two rings that kind of fit together, and so now what, like, at this point, that is the best what description the f- is that they kind of fit together. Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck do the rings mean? Well, I don't nothing. understand. The rings mean that now that she has both rings, the ghosts every time you see them are pantomiming putting two rings together. But like, who bought these rings? Which I like, just what realized. They- no, 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 no. This is get clarified. It. This is clarified. The father says, "Okay, so there's these twin daughters, Holly and Heather." Wow. And he's like Elizabeth has fucking total recall. She always does. <laughs> and he's like, she can buy it for I love my daughters. <laughs> I love my daughters so much. I took them one day. We were having a beautiful day. We had a picnic. We went to the flea market, and Holly saw these like three rings that all like matched, and she thought we should all wear one, and she thought it was so cool. So we all took one. So you have Holly's. Here's mine. And then, yeah. and then he doesn't say, like, go find Heathers, but you're like, fucking go I find I didn't Heathers. absorb any of that, probably because I was so distracted by the fact that she was, like, at death row. In right. Scene. I didn't absorb any of it because it was so fucking confusing. Yeah. It was really confusing. Was also, I want to correct myself. I said, she can buy it for you wholesale, but I meant she can remember it for you wholesale. Oh. <laughs> that was wow. my dank Philip K. Dick reference. <laughs> well, um, anyway. So, well, so, she, so she's like, have a good death. Yeah, he have gets, a good death. Thanks. He, he, it makes no sense. It's just like no. I, f- sense. I felt stupid watching this movie, and then I realized this movie is stupid. It's not me. 
It's the movie. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't know what to say. But yeah, so she goes home to her aunt and uncle. The lights flicker. Yeah, they like tuck her into bed they hours her, later and the lights the, flicker and she goes, miles and miles away. And she's she like, goes, he's dead, dead he's now. He's dead now. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, all right. No emotion is felt. Who cares? Yeah. Like, I explained the movie like, who cares about anything? This is yet another thing that I didn't even register. Uh, yeah. I didn't even understand what the fuck so, was So, but this is where, this is the climax because she, you know, her aunt and uncle tuck her into bed. Here we go. She f- kind of fakes sleep for a second. And she goes on the ghost tour. Right, and she oh, like... Oh, she pretends to take like an bus, Ambien yeah. or she something. Pre- she what pretends was that- the point of that? Where did no the point. ghost it was tour lead her? To be because, yeah, school. there's this like goosebumps moment where she wakes up and she sees a oh school bus parked outside. That was creepy. I, I thought that was creepy. It was a good that visual. Was it was no, the she only had, thing that She had- discovered the photos. No, that's but later. That's later. So that's I'm, later. Yeah, so I'm wondering why. Was yeah, that was after Holy this. Like, I, I don't understand why that scene happened. Because she gets Jesus. on the school bus and there's ghosts on the school bus and no driver and the school bus doors close and where do they take? No, there's a I driver. Forget. He's no, like no totally driver. in black. No, there's a, the, <laughs> you definitely see a driver. Oh my god, this is like Rashomon shit okay, right little, here. We all watch four different movies. <laughs> no, there's a. Okay, let's just call this a creepy interlude. She pretend she wakes was up. Was there even a Jordan? Oh yeah, guys. it's a dream. Jordan even right? exists. It's, it's a dream. It was a dream. She, did, she yeah, dreams whatever. that the she, twins are on a school bus outside. She gets in the school bus. She drives it for a while. She comes back. She wakes up. Fine. Every, everyone who's listening to this right now thinks we're all on like fucking acid or something. I'm insane. Just so you know. <laughs> <laughs> we're all on death row. But listeners. here is where it all happens. Yes. Her uncle. <laughs> Is chopping wood outside. Chop. Chop. <laughs> Chop. Her aunt, it's like her Dagobah like, training scene. Her aunt says, do you need anything? I'm going to go to the store. She says, no. She, I just want to stay at home. She'll go to the store again like two hours later. Yeah. Holy shit. We're like turning this into a radio play. <laughs> Jordan, well shit. Jordan's like, I'm a little bit bored. She goes outside. Her uncle teaches her how to chop wood. And she is a prodigy. And she is the <laughs> She is the ultimate lumberjack. She nails it first try. I want to like, you know I, what? I've tried this and it took me like 10 tries. I have never been able to chop wood like that. Here's the movie that works. You take the parts of this movie that are okay. You take the parts where she's in love with Larry and she's at school and she's trying to, you know, do stuff, but instead of trying to solve a ghost mystery, she's like realizing her destiny of becoming professional lumberjack. Amazing film. So, she's a wood chopping prodigy. She's a wood chopping prodigy. And there is a slightly creepy scene where the uncle gets behind her and teaches mm. her how to chop wood. And I was like, ooh, this is the time for a sexual assault. But, <laughs> yeah. I thought the same thing. There's I felt like, oh, it's finally gonna happen. It's gonna happen. But nothing happens. And I was kind of like, oh. There's no, a that happens things. later. There's a couple, like, innuendos and Doesn't stuff it? where you're like, is this guy, like... Is this crack creepy? Know? But he's not. He's just a good dad. Great. God, no. Wait, what? There's a scene early on in the film where he says, she can sleep in here with us. And he's got his fucking dad bought out, like, right. mm-hmm. full flesh. And, right. uh, and uh, the uh, ostensibly hot wife is like... 
That's, that's weird. Rude. You can't yeah, it is. Her. But like, do, he doesn't remember, guys. He doesn't know how to be a dad. Yeah, that's right. a like, Wait, but thing. we're like, acknowledging they, that he does some creepy shit later that we're yet to talk about. Yeah, right? I'm okay. talking right, about. Right, no, right. we're getting into that. Okay. I'm just, I, I just okay. wanted to back up and be like, this movie like sets Fine. up. I thought we were very, exonerating him, and I was like, no, no. no, no. This movie sets up anyway. very poorly from the beginning that like they don't know how to be parents, and there are scenes that are creepy that I feel like don't really lead into the ultimate payoff like because they're so poorly written well the ultimate payoff is is didn't work for me at all it's bullshit oh no, yeah it's um bullshit. she get, jordan gets tired of chopping wood and then goes upstairs <laughs> and just decides to like run per- away peruse. everybody just gets tired and the movie ends basically <laughs> That's what it comes down to she just she's gonna go no, to the robbie falls. robbie is yeah. gonna pick her up to take her to the falls and then suddenly yeah. inexplicably she says to herself money and her Aunt has accused her before of like stealing money and stealing the scarf, and I don't understand why she thought that it would be a good idea then to go to her aunt's like closet or her her jewelry box and look look for money, and she finds the other half. It, of yeah, it her turns brain. out, yeah, and she finds all these photos, which I wasn't sure what they were photos of. Yeah, that was completely. They were photos of her, me. her aunt and her mom. No, it's photos of a bunch of women, right? Elizabeth Elizabeth explained this to me when we watched it, because I didn't understand what the fuck I was happening. It's photos of all of the women that have been killed by the aunt and the uncle, which yes. include the twins that have been haunting Jordan, Jordan's mother, the other women that have been discussed in the movie that have been killed. And as she's looking through these, she's like, oh my god, oh my god. The aunt appears in the doorway and says, I really wish you hadn't looked in that drawer. Cut! Jordan's tied yes. up in the basement. It was kind of a get out moment, except way more shittily articulated. <laughs> totally. Fuck. I mean, shit. I <sighs> gave zero fucks at that point. I was like, okay, great. Like, aunt and uncle are the killers all along. Who cares? But and and the, the weird thing about that is, square one. you know that these like the beginning scene takes place twenty years ago, and the aunt and uncle look like they're like you know thirty six. Right. So no I'm like, sense. oh no, I agree with that because they don't seem old enough to have been committing these crimes for so long. They were like fourteen, killing twenty year old girls in the forest or something. Well, they killed Jordan's mom, right? Right. Yeah, they did. Um, like I, together, presumably they drowned. Well, her. and it, and this yeah. co- and this presents a sort of interesting concept. Is there's this like psychosexual component to their crimes, where like there's like the wife dominates the husband, and there's like they like play with their oh, right. prey for a while. She's pain, and I'm pleasure. Yeah, yeah she like calls him baby, and he calls her. But mommy or something. I like don't know. That. Yeah, it's like, like, a, he's like, don't talk to me like a child. And she's like, I thought you liked that. Yeah. yeah. It is, and it's, it's fine. I mean, it is creepy and like all that stuff. And it does kind of play on what happened before in the movie. Cause there were these undertones of like, yeah, sexual, like weird sexuality before in the movie. But you thought like, well, maybe they're just a couple who's in love and like, likes to have sex as people might like to do. But so that's that's pretty creepy and Jordan's locked up. But I mean honestly the final scene isn't that riveting. I no, mean does anyone just, there's no stuff happens at all. I, I feel like Patrick wants to explain what happens. I don't even know if I want to explain what happens. Well, I mean, I do. I'm going to, but it's. It I mean, who cares, right? It, yeah, who cares? But it feels like it's out of a totally different movie. Like we've had this like sort of ghost movie, sort of like mystery movie, and all of a sudden it's this like torture porn thing, where I mean, like really kind of like soft core, like 
like torture porn light thing where Jordan's locked in this trap door and her uncle's being like fucking weird like I want you to run up the stairs and look back at me like you miss me like you miss me like he's doing this weird like sexual quasi sexual thing with her yeah uh it just feels really weird it feels like it's dropped in from a completely different movie that's about to get way more intense but never really does and then fuck what Larry shows up he tries to fight him with the chainsaw he hits him with a oh, shovel right the and chainsaw like never this, pays off right it's this an I yeah, it's like this assembly of like Chekhov's weapons. There's like the Chekhov's Every, chainsaw yes. that never pays off. There's the Chekhov's axe. Oh, axe, yes. There's the axe that someone's wielding. Because Jordan's no one almost ever really gonna, used she's, the axe. She's almost gonna split open her uncle's head like she split the firewood. But yeah. Larry's like, no, don't do it. And they hit him with a shovel instead, then feed him to. No, the there couch. is. I will say, I just watched this today. There is no axe, and I was so disappointed that there wasn't. There's the shovel, the chainsaw, and the antlers. Wait, Those no one has weapons. an axe. What, does she use the chainsaw in the basement? No, or Larry use, pulls I mean, out the chainsaw, but by the, the time he pulls it out, everything's done. Does but, Does Jordan wield the shovel like an axe? No, Larry does. I no, feel Jordan like there's definitely an axe. axe. Yeah. Did you see an axe? No, Elizabeth? there's no axe. There's a shovel. There's antlers, and there's a chainsaw. Yeah, oh, I, was, I was so disappointed yeah, because antlers. I was like, the, I felt like the 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 axe scene was like a training sequence. No, yeah, it was, was absurd. Like to, it was like they introduced a theme off. that I'm, never paid I'm off. I'm almost certain that Jordan wields an axe over her head, about to hit, cut his head off, or split his head open, and no, then Larry's she, like, "Don't do it." She doesn't. I just I watched this like at four o'clock today. It hasn't happened, and I was surprised it didn't. I, I think have, that that's a shovel. I have Chris. three things to say for once, but oh, they're all Jesus fast. They're all Christ. quick. All right, they're all quick. Why does everybody give me shit for this? You all talk for no, a I fucking want, hour I hear on you. a single I'm just, topic. I'm Here's just three to quick things. One. As far as I remember, there is an axe, and it, it's funny how we remember things differently in this movie. That's just interesting about this movie don't get murdered in front of us because we will be unreliable witnesses <laughs> um but no i definitely remember an axe there's an axe this is total Hiroshima. i watched it last night yeah there's so an- did i yeah so did i okay all right so so okay. get out steve you remember Two, an there's a the chainsaw is fascinating because he revs it up it's like a bruce campbell like evil dead moment like he's about to do some shit with that chainsaw and literally nothing happens with it nope nothing third there's this wall of antlers Mm -hmm. which is a weird touch in the first place like why do they have a wall of antlers in the basement never explained and the ant picks up like a pair of antlers and kind of swipes at jordan with it a couple of times but nothing comes of those antlers another get out this is gonna be fun (laughs) yeah and it's like you feel like there's like never has anyone in that family been established as like a hunter even no like they have like a reason to have antlers established as outdoorsy no. I mean, yeah, he's chopping wood. It, they say multiple times that they live in the country. I didn't like. I wasn't surprised by them having antlers in their basement. I was, I was boggled, especially by just the way none of those things pan out. Like those are all like pretty iconic weapons that you could do like some crazy, like oh my god, look what they just did with the antlers or the chainsaw or the axe or shovel or whatever the fuck it is. And and really nothing. And happens how with how any did of they them. finally um, incapacitate? They like hit the dude with the well, shovel. Well, they hit. Well, they hit Just the guy a, with the two sh- by four. Yeah, they it's hit like the guy two- with the shovel, and they hit the woman with uh, the back end of something. Maybe it's the shovel. Maybe it's. I a, think it's a two by four. A two by All four. Right. Yeah, they like nail her in the forehead. They wind up down in a. They in cut, the, I mean, no, it's like, cut it's to a, a scene. Sub basement. Yeah. So Larry and Jordan. 
or have like this like cute little exchange like oh we should have a rule like ghosts don't hurt you unless you hurt them oh, and yeah. they walk away what the fuck? and then the ghosts come in and like totally destroy the aunt and uncle well well no, cut the to key, credit the key thing yeah. is like, that it's over once that so it's shown that the aunt and uncle are the killers of everyone and once the aunt and uncle are trapped in the like sub basement jordan is able to get all of the rings off and because the uncle was wearing the third matching ring they put the ring I on i still him. don't and understand the ring jordan <laughs> was puts that it? the rings on the aunt and uncle cuz the ghosts keep touching their index fingers together to indicate to her to like put the rings on the aunt and uncle and they do and it cut to a scene of like them the aunt and uncle the killers handcuffed together in the sub basement wearing the rings they wake up they're kind of confused and the twin ghosts are standing right outside and then they attack yeah you're not wrong but i also don't understand that at all i am honestly like kudos to you for your clarity of understanding on this plot because i had no idea what the fuck was going on like 75 percent of the time the rings were just totally like a macguffin to me like i really Really? didn't get it yeah and it's weird because all right so we can make fun of all the logic and everything but it is a pretty coherent plot line see i thought this was so straightforward three quarters of the movie or two-thirds of the movie and then it just takes a hard right and then it's just like oh all right here's some stuff and now the movie's over i mean i guess i sort of agree with that i would say it was like puzzling to me for half the movie and then it takes a hard right and became completely incoherent yeah so i don't know i would just like dial all that up a notch of like completely un well maybe incomprehensible maybe after having this extended conversation about this film we should give a final review i still say screw it yeah me too (laughs) anyone changes their mind screw it with prejudice (laughs) i still say cue it well, um, are there any life lessons you can take away from this to improve your quality of life? Yeah, I have a life lesson. You're walking through the woods. Don't pick up any jewelry that you find and put it on. Just let it be. Let it be. It could be cursed. It could be cursed. You could ruin your life. Just don't. Look at it. Take a picture. Call the police. Do anything except put it on your body. I'm I'm disappointed because you stole my life lesson. Oh, I'm sorry. Well, that if is you the are, lesson to take away from this film. Yeah, if you're wandering through the woods and you see a ring, like, in the moss, in the dark of night, don't fucking put it on. Why would you do that? Yeah, why like, would you do that? Who knows what you're getting into? Um, don't buy four tabs of Molly for a girl that you, like, just went out with. It's your first for day. For $140. For $140. It's I mean, way... Please, like, like, Molly does not cost yeah. that much, I can tell you yeah, that. And also, if the girl tells you that it costs too much, believe her. Yeah. <laughs> if she's from L.A., believe her even more. Yeah, trust her. Miss well, Hollywood, she knows. Yeah. Patrick? I didn't learn a goddamn thing from this movie. Except that you shouldn't watch every horror movie on Netflix. <laughs> No, I'm still down with that. I'm so ready for next episode. Yeah. What are we watching, are we next, watching time, next, Chris? Oh, next week we're going to be going to the slaughterhouse. Or should I say the abattoir? <laughs> we're watching the movie Abattoir. Not to be confused with Avatar. I, I wish we were watching I that. Wish we I'm were glad watching we're Avatar. not watching Avatar. So, uh, so join us then, and we'll see uh, what's going on with the abattoir. Yeah, I'm excited for James Cameron's abattoir. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. We can only hope. 
But uh, until then, you know, check us out online, everyhorrormovieonnetflix.com, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Leave us a message. We'd love to hear from you. Don't forget to rate us, review us, talk shit on iTunes, whatever you got to do. We'd cue love us, to hear from you. Screw us, yeah. view us, would whatever you, the fuck you yeah, want to do. Would you cue us, would you view us, or would you screw us? Chris, do we like it when people troll us? We love it when people troll us, and sometimes we'll troll you back. <laughs> <laughs> So until then, for every horror movie on Netflix, I'm Chris. I'm Patrick. I'm Elizabeth. I'm Stephen. See you next week. Bye. Bye.